ready to talk fantasy football, then you're ready for the Picking Up the Blitz Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your hosts, Mike Randall and Scott Berg. Week 14 here on the Picking Up the Blitz Fantasy Football Podcast. Mike Randall here with my partner, Scott Burke. Scott, which do you enjoy more? Which is more exciting, draft season or fantasy playoff season? Normally, it's draft season for me because I usually don't have too much involvement in the fantasy playoff season. But right now, I got some involvement, so I'll go with the playoffs right now. But yeah, I, I love draft season. I mean, who doesn't love – well, I know you're you know, you're know a mock draft guy. You're like a 95 no, mock draft guy a week. So, you know, who, who doesn't love draft? So. Exciting time. Uh, fantasy playoffs already underway. Interesting things occurring, Scott. Alvin Kamara here, as we're taping, has been ruled out after a concussion in the first quarter. That's going to hurt some people, isn't it? Yep, that's definitely going to hurt some people for sure. Uh, Alvin Kamara, I think, leaves the game with about four and a half points, five points if you're playing full point PPR. So that's not a good start if you're in the playoffs and you got Kamara. Yep, definitely a bad start. Matt Ryan's throwing a football around like a rookie. He's just throwing interception after interception, so he looks terrible if you got him. Uh, Drew Brees looks all right, but uh, Michael Thomas has uh, been the star of the night so far. He's got about 18 or 19 points in uh, full point PPR. Yeah, interesting. My dynasty league I had a decision. I wanted to I wanted to play safe. I wanted to guarantee points, so I started Freeman and Coleman. Coleman not doing anything. Freeman doing very well. I'm going up against tonight in Dynasty against Ted Ginn, who I believe has done nothing, and Drew Brees, who's been okay. So pretty solid start so far. Happy about that. Yep, should be. Uh, yeah, I think Ted Ginn may have one or two catches. Brees got the touchdown pass to Tommy Lee Lewis, which definitely everybody playing fantasy playoffs <laughs> right. wanted to see in week 14. It was Tommy Lee Lewis. Right. He does also have one of Michael Thomas, though, so he's two touchdown passes, but it is what it is. Playoff season, but you know, you're, you're off to a pretty decent start. Scott, news and notes. Here we go. Quarter number one. This is really, Scott, the most important news and notes section I think we're going to have all year long because it's week 14. It's the playoffs, or for those, some of the CBS leagues, things like that, this is the final week. This is the home stretch. So these are important updates, injuries, things you have to consider as we move forward. Scott, I'll run through it. Zach Ertz is out of concussion protocol. People were talking about possibly picking up Trey Burton there, but it looks like Ertz is going to play, right? How do you, do you trust him at LA, the LA Rams? Yeah, I do. If he's if he's out there, it's a full full go for me. He says it was limited today, but just being out of that concussion protocol, I think is what you, you know, is what you wanted to hear. So I'm sure he'll get a lot more in practice on Friday. And for me, Earth would be a full go. Very important one here. Richard Matthews for me is full practice, and more importantly, Patrick Peterson of Arizona missed Thursday's practice. Scott, talk to me about Mariota and Matthews if Peterson does not play. Yeah, I mean, I like Matthews. I'm still, I'm still down on Mariota overall. I think Matthews will get the involvement. I, I don't trust Mariota on the road in this game, but I think Matthews will be good enough for sure, especially if Peterson's out. Amir Abdullah Scott, another limited practice on Thursday. Thoughts on the Lions' backfield? <laughs> I don't know. Were we paging Tion Green here in the playoffs? I'm not sure. I'll be honest with you. I looked at him in, a, in one of my leagues just as a, you know, a, a stash pick in case he goes off this week. Uh, listen, I mean. The already we thought we get a lot of action really didn't last week. I think the Lions backfield is a uh, pretty uh, safe stay away. I know they're playing Tampa Bay, who stinks, but really, I mean, you, you can't get a read on the backfield at all. Took a flyer on this one, and I ended up being right in a couple leagues. I picked up Giovanni Bernard because Joe Mixon is still in the concussion protocol. Also, please talk about Peyton Barber. That's the one I did not go for because I thought Doug Martin would be out of the concussion protocol, and he was. So talk to me about Bernard, Mixon, Peyton Barber, and Doug Martin. Yeah, I mean, if Mixon at this point, it's Thursday, right? I mean, he's going to have to get out by tomorrow. If he doesn't, I think Bernard's a safe play. He's going to be the only game in town there. Jeremy Hill had surgery. Um, and I know they I think their fourth string is a rookie running back that nobody knows about that really has never played a snap. So 
for me, Bernard's a safe play, a very good play. Could definitely get involved against the Bears defense at home in Cincinnati. Uh, Peyton Barber, Doug Martin doesn't play. Peyton Barber you know, could be a sneaky RB, too. I mean, he's getting the goal line touches. I was all over Jaquiz Rogers last week, thought he'd be a lot, be involved a lot more. He wasn't. So Barber with no Martin could be a sneaky um, RB2 play, low end, but could be still serviceable. Delaney Walker, Scott, is still not practicing. You know what I think about Jonu Smith. Talk to me about Jonu Smith possibilities, if no Delaney Walker at Arizona. Cardinals about middle of the road against fantasy tight ends. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I wouldn't put my faith in John Smith. <laughs> Could start my dynasty four, league. Point and a half for reception. Point a half for reception. Yeah, maybe, maybe I, I could not put my faith in John Smith. I think there'll be a couple of other serviceable options probably on the waiver wire. I'm sure people might have like Charles Clay go with Nathan Peterman probably playing. So maybe he's even a better option. John Smith, I can't, uh, I can't endorse. Texans are hosting the Niners. Will Fuller practiced again on Thursday with Savage. Will Fuller interest zero to ten, ten being the highest. Four. I'd say you know he can get four or five catches, but I mean it's still going to be Hopkins. It's just going to be you know, fifteen targets of DeAndre and let him do what he's got to do. Robbie Anderson limited Thursday in practice. They're playing Denver. Denver, of course, you would think not great against wide receivers, but they've been pretty poor so far. Robbie Anderson. Yeah, Robbie Anderson's a little concerning. Um, yeah, they said he was actually very limited. I was just reading up on him before we, we before we recorded. I started the record tonight, and uh, there's definitely some concern, I think, in the Robbie Anderson camp. So uh, if he's in trouble, look for Curse to step up, and I think the sneaky value there is definitely Safarian Jenkins uh, will definitely be involved more. Denver stinks against tight ends, so look out for that. Scott, Chris Hogan practicing. Sterling Shepard returning to practice. Thoughts? I think Sterling Shepard could be a good uh, a good play. One of those emotional games for the Giants. I mean, listen, if the Giants are ever going to show up in the last four games, I think it's going to be on Sunday with the you know the the firing of the coach, Eli Manning back at the helm. See if the team rallies. The fans will be going nuts because Eli's back. You know, so forth. So, if the Giants were to show up and have some energy, this could be the spot. The Cowboys are clinging to life. Shepard could be a very, very uh, sneaky wide receiver, too. Last one here, Scott. I spent all of my fab, my free agent acquisition budget, my dynasty playoff league on Jake Ruddick, but it looks like Stafford is starting to practice. (laughs) Thoughts on Jake Ruddick at home against Tampa Bay if somehow he starts? You know, I mean, Tampa Bay is so bad. I mean, the defense is so bad, and it's a home game. It is. We we just have not seen enough of Jake Ruddick being (laughs) – could he give you 200 yards and two touchdowns? Listen, if you have to go out and start Jake Ruddick in a fantasy playoff matchup, I feel for you, my friend. Thank you. So, Dynasty League, listen, I think you're going to have to roll with Blaine Gabbert. Um, Tyrod's practicing, though. Tyrod may play. I may be okay with that one. I think I like, I, I'll say, I think I like the Blaine Gabbert matchup at home anyway. All um, right. I, 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 yeah, that could be a hint. I, I think Tennessee's in a tough spot there. Strange bed, fantasy playoffs got make strange bedfellows. Here we go. Second quarter. All right, Scott, here we go. Break it down. Tell the people what they need. Give them the inside scoop. We'll start with the Gi- uh, the Giants hosting the Cowboys in the NFC home games. Eli Manning back at quarterback. Steve Spagnola, interim coach. Sterling Shepard may play. Give us a rundown here with the Cowboys. Alfred Morris, what do you got? Yeah, I think this is going to be actually an interesting game. Maybe a fun game to watch. I, I picked up Dak Prescott in uh, one of the leagues that we're in. Uh, I don't need to win. It's more of a stash play for next week and just matchups alone. But I like that Dak Prescott might have a good game here against the Giants. I think Prescott can put you in the 260, 270 range with two touchdowns. I think Alfred Morris is a definite play here uh, against a giant run defense that's been pretty brutal. I think Morris could flirt with a, a low RB1 status. 
We know how we feel about Des Bryant. That secondary is terrible. They're really beat up with Giants secondary. They, they haven't played well all year long. I mean, I think Des will flirt with a high wide receiver two um, area. And outside of that, I think Witten's banged up. You know, he's a little questionable. So if he plays and he's healthy, we know the story about Giants against tight ends. But for me, I like Prescott. I think Prescott can crack the top 12 this week. I like Alfred Morris to crack the top 12 as an RB. And Des Bryant will flirt in that area as a high wide receiver two, wide receiver one. Uh, I can't believe you said Dak Prescott in the top 12. I got my rankings in front of me. Let's have some fun, Scott. Dak Prescott or Matt Stafford if he plays? Matt Stafford. Dak Prescott or Cam Newton at home against Minnesota? Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott or Jared Goff at home against Philly? Dak Prescott. Wow, that is incredible. That is it's, wh- it's, it's just one of those feelings I have. I one more, one more, guy, one more, man. Dak Prescott or Jameis Winston at home against Detroit? Yeah, it's uh, going to be Dak Prescott. That's for me. incredible. Oh my! I, I got mean, him listen, fifteen. You know, he's my QB I, fifteen. You know what? I, which is right outside the top twelve. He's he's flirting. I, I just to me the, the Giants have not really. They, they've been terrible on defense. Really overrated defense going in. They've been brutal. The Cowboys need every win they can get to try and. St- any hope of a wild card spot. And I just think this is a spot where he can bounce back on the road. There'll be a ton of Cowboy fans there. It's still going to feel popular like a Cowboy home game, despite, you know, the, you know, the uproar for Eli Manning. So I just, I, I, I could easily see 272 scores and I could see 50, 60 yards on the ground. I, I like Prescott this week. I really do. Giant side. I'm not playing Eli Manning as much as there's going to be, uh, you know, excitement for him to be back as a quarterback after that one week hiatus. Uh, Eli Manning, for me, I'm just going to stay away. He just doesn't have enough weapons, I think, to get him to to really produce for you in a playoff uh, situation. Um, at this point, you should have someone more serviceable than Eli Manning. I've been on the Orleans Darkwa train for the past four or five weeks. I think it's coming to a halt. He's just not getting enough carries, enough touches. Maybe things change now with McAdoo out. Uh, you know, maybe Sullivan does some different things with the play calls. But not respect Nolo tells him to do other things to get other people involved. But Darkwa for me won't be more than a you know mid range RB two this week. Shepard, like I said, could be sneaky high, a wide receiver two, and Evan Ingram. I think you got to throw out there as a tight end one. He bounced back last week. He'll be at home. He's still the best target Eli is going to have. So Ingram you send out there as a definite top ten tight end. Detroit, Tampa Bay. We just talked about this a little bit. Matt Stafford, James Winston. You know, if Matt Stafford plays, obviously the stock of the wide receivers goes up. But if for some reason he doesn't play and Jake Roddick plays, what's the wide receiver situation look like for you in Detroit? The game is home in Detroit. I like him better than Dak Prescott. I don't think I think the Giants will be up for this game. I think they get a boost from Eli Manning coming back. So I would play Ruddick ahead of, of Dak Prescott. I do not like him this week at all. Their running game is terrible. Tampa's pretty good against the run at home. The wide receivers, you got if Stafford starts, those wide receivers are full go. Uh, Kenny Galladay's getting eighty percent of the snaps. Marvin Jones, if you got him, Golden Tate. No, I would not start Ebron. I'm done with that. But I think you got to like Detroit's offense in a week that there's really not some not great matchups, Scott. Here across the board. I mean, you know, I like the Browns or the Packers. You don't really see a lot of big time passing matchups. Chargers have the Redskins have a good passing game. So it's a little, you know, Seahawks going to go Jacksonville, Steelers, Ravens should be, you know, bloodbath as usual. So yeah, I, I kind of think that the, the Lions offense is a safe play across the board. Yeah. Lions need this game themselves too. Like if they have any hopes of staying in a wild card run, the, the run this is a game they got to win. Um, they really got to win out, but you can't, you can't lose to Tampa Bay. As far as Tampa Bay goes, the big question of course is going to be Mike Evans. Scott, he's been brutal, man. 
Carolina, six fantasy points. I'm going standard league here. One fantasy point week nine at New Orleans, then gets suspended. So zero in week 10. Week 11, nine fantasy points at Miami, seven fantasy points standard leagues at Atlanta, three against at Green Bay. Does he get double digits? Well, if he doesn't get it here, I know it's Slay, but if he doesn't get it here, he's never getting it. So you're going to start Mike Evans. He's one of these guys. He's been a colossal bust. If you have him, you have to play him, but it's very frustrating. Jameis Winston's looked pretty good. And by the way, I got a couple of questions like this on Twitter. You have got to start Cameron Brake. Cameron Brait with Jameis Winston this year is a top five fantasy tight end. You've got to play him. He's got to be in your lineups. They're home. It's Detroit. Detroit is not great against opposing fantasy tight ends. So not a ton of options there. I don't like the backfield. I think it's a mess with Martin. I think it's going to be running back by committee. But if you're looking for stars for Tampa Bay, feast or famine, if you really are interested, I guess you could do that. But I I would start Cameron Brait. Obviously, Mike Evans and you cross your fingers. And Jameis Winston's probably a top 12 tight end, uh, a top 12 quarterback this week. Yeah, look at I mean, look at it from this point of view. If you, if you have Mike Evans and you're in the playoffs, then you made it with him having a subpar season. Now you just got to hope that when the when the time is right for you and it counts in these next couple of weeks that he steps up and get one of those breakout games that we've been waiting for. So if it's you know this week and you're in the first round of the playoffs, let's hope it's uh this week for you. He better man. Panthers hosting the Vikings. Panthers at home. Vikings looking incredibly strong. Beat Atlanta last week. Case Keenum still being, you know, managing the game. Case managing the game. Talk to me about the Vikings, Scott. You got McKinnon. You got Latavius Murray. Panthers at home. Will Funchess play. Cam Newton. What do you got? Yeah, big. This is a, this very interesting game here, you know, especially this game being in Carolina. I think if this game was in Minnesota, I'd probably lean more towards the Minnesota players really uh, having a decent game. But in Carolina, it makes this tough. And both defenses are very good against the run. They're both very good against the pass. So this leads you to believe that this game would be like 14-10. Every time we think that, these games turn out to be like 28-27 and down to the wire. Uh, Case Keenum, we're not playing Case Keenum in week 14 of the fantasy season in the playoffs. Uh, You should have better options. The running backs, we've seen what it's become. It's become Latavius Murray as the goal line back. But in a game like this, I could see McKinnon being involved more. Uh, I could see them trying to open things up a little bit because Carolina is very good against the run. So I could look for McKinnon to catch passes out of the backfield and be a little bit involved more in this game plan. So I would take McKinnon over McMurray, put them both as RB2s in this matchup in Carolina. Adam Thielen is a wide receiver one. There's really no need to discuss it because he's been consistent every week. And Diggs, you know, if you're a Diggs owner, you're looking for a big game here and a bounce back. So for Diggs, I'll put him as a high wide receiver two. Dillon's definitely the top option there. And Kyle Rudolph could be sneaky for you from a tight end standpoint, getting top 10 because, uh, you know, him and Keno started to build Scott, a nice little relationship there. Scott, Jarek McKinnon, Arlene's Darkwa, standard in PPR. I'd take McKinnon in both this week. Jarek McKinnon, Alfred Morris. Uh, Alfred Morris. I like I like Morris big time this week. Jarek McKinnon, Isaiah Crowell, home against Green Bay. Jarek McKinnon. Jarek McKinnon, Jay Ajayi at the Rams. Uh, McKinnon, because, nice. okay. uh, you know, despite despite how we feel about Blunt, he's still getting 12 carries a game, which cuts yeah. into Ajayi's workload. Carolina side, Cam Newton. I, w- I would be very careful with Cam Newton. I know this game's at home, but, and, you know, he's got the ability to run and make things happen and build up the fantasy stock, but this is a defense and a type of team that he could be playing against that he can easily throw two to three interceptions against and really get rattled. We know Newton has big games, but we also seen those games where he just tends to fall apart. Coin and flip. I'm, Said it last week. Coin yeah, flip. Yeah. I'm a little concerned that this could be the game that he could fall apart in. I'm gonna put him, you know, borderline. I'm putting him outside the top twelve. So if you I mean if you have if you have him, you gotta play him if you don't have another option. But for me, I don't think he cracks the top twelve this week. 
for Newton. So I just I'd be worried if I was a Cam Newton owner going into this week. I I know that's kind of not really going out on the limb, but the Viking defense has been solid regardless of where they played. And this is just one of those games where I think we can see some turnovers out of Cam. Uh, the running backs, I mean, Christian McCaffrey is going to have to be involved and have to make plays in this game for Carolina to you know have a good shot to win this game. So for me, McCaffrey is going to be got to be like a 15 to 18 touch guy, whether it's carries or in the pack in the backfield. I know Stewart's getting all the carries and McCaffrey's limited, but he has to be involved more. So I still take McCaffrey over Stewart. And you know, Funches said he said if he plays, I mean, if Funches plays, he's been Newton's go-to guy, but he'll have some tough matchup there against Xavier Rhodes. I mean, he was able to. He was shut down last week against Lattimore, uh, and then once Lattimore got out, he was able to break free. And as we're watching tonight, we see Lattimore's doing pretty much the same thing to Julio Jones. Scott, uh, Devin, Funchess, or Stefan Diggs at Carolina? <sighs> same game. I will take Funchess. Devin Funchess, Cooper Cup, home Philly. No Robert Woods. Yeah, it's Cooper Cup for me. Marquise Goodwin at Houston or Devin Funchess? Nah, Devin Funchess. Okay, all right. Uh, listen, I mean, he's you know he's there. Greg Olson's out again. There's not much else for Camp to throw the ball to. I had Dixon, you know, he had what, you know five catches for a thousand yards, you know, f- you know ten weeks ago. But other than that, he's done nothing. And where's he throwing? Breston Burson? I mean, who is he throwing the football to? That's what I'm saying. It just it just makes you know. I, I this is why I feel this is one of those uh, you know heads is good, tails is bad. I think this is one of those tails games for Cam Newton and the Carolina offense. But for me, McCaffrey's a play. Newton's outside the top 12, and Funchess, if he's a go, you, you look for him to be a mid-wide receiver, too. Interesting interconference game. Tennessee travels to Arizona. Uh, Tennessee needs a game. Arizona, they usually play well at home, even despite which route they're going. Blaine Gabbert's been playing well. Still in Phoenix. and still playing a home game here. Um, one of those games where, you know, Tennessee team that doesn't really travel to Arizona much often like that, so... Your thoughts on Mariota? Richard Matthews looks like he's a go. Who's going to be the uh, go-to back, if any? You know, let us know, and you tell us how you really feel about Jonu Smith. Yeah, funny. You know, if he doesn't play, I would consider Jonu Smith. I, I really would. This is a fascinating game. I think it's a high-scoring game. Scott, I think it's kind of under the radar. No one's talking about it here. Now, against running backs, the Cardinals have been okay, but not great lately. So it's really tough. I'm considering benching DeMarco Murray for Giovanni Bernard in your Yahoo League. Just because I've had it, just because I'm worn down and I, I'm done guessing. I feel like you have to start them both or start neither. But I do think this is a sneaky high-scoring game. If Patrick Peterson does not play, Rashard Matthews will be a wide receiver one. Listen, are you listening to me, people? If Patrick Peterson doesn't play, Rashard Matthews is a wide receiver one. Enough of Eric Decker, Corey Davis Truth, as we talked about that. Sit, de- sit down next to Kareem Hunt and share some popcorn. I like him. I think the tight ends are both active here as well. I think Mariota should be solid here. He's on the road. you got to be careful. But this could be a game that Mariota really steps up because I feel Tennessee Scott's going to sneak in the playoffs somehow. As far as the other Matt. side, I'm with you with Blaine Gabbert. I'm with you. I don't like Tennessee's defense at all. I think Blaine Gabbard, of course, this could be me being biased. Full disclosure, because I'm hoping he plays well. I think he's a pretty sneaky quarterback. I got him as my QB 16 right now. Could be a little higher. I think they have a lot of weapons. They're not going to be able to run the ball. Peterson is not practicing. He's going to have to sling it. Kern Williams is still hurt as well. I mean, who's back there? There's no Andre Ellington. So I think Gabbard could be pretty sneaky. Fitz, of course, is going to be fantastic. I think this is a pretty interesting high-scoring game people aren't talking about. Mariota at Arizona. Or Roethlisberger, home Baltimore. Yeah, Roethlisberger. Roethlis- no Jimmy Smith. Do you, do you see Roethlisberger stats with no Jimmy Smith, by the way? Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> Mariota. I, got, I just want to let you know, I have been as my th- number three quarterback this week. Three. Three I overall. Have, I have not seen your ranking. I have three not overall. looked at your ranking. Three yet. overall. Yep. Mariota at Arizona. 
Cam Newton home Minnesota. Uh, I got Mariota right behind him. I, I don't think I think Newton's going to be okay because he's home. I'm worried about the Mariota interceptions. Now this is with Patrick Peterson. If Patrick Peterson doesn't play Scott, I'll probably put Mariota ahead of him. And last one, this is a light NFC slate here because we got Falcon Saints going on right now. Big game, Scott. Eagles stayed on the West Coast for this one. Eagles going to the Rams. Let's see what we got. Talk to me about this one. This is fascinating. Jared Goff, Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz, big performance, probably locks up MVP. Carson Wentz, bad performance. Eagles are in a free fall because they haven't really beaten anybody. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a funny game here. We just mentioned right before we went on the air how last week the Eagles are a six-point favorite in Seattle. They lose. And now they're a two-point underdog in L.A. against the Rams. It just it's 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 funny how things change uh, week-to-week basis. This is a very intriguing matchup, possibly an NFC Championship preview. Who would have thunk it? Uh, the two top picks from last year, Wentz and and Goff. Uh, listen, Wentz, I think it's going to be fine. Carson Wentz is fine. The Eagles are ironically enough, I didn't even notice this. Both teams are averaging thirty point one points a game as well, so very evenly matched, and both giving up eighteen a game. So this wow couldn't get any closer on paper. So. I like Wentz here in this spot. It was smart for them to stay on the road, I think, and keep them on the West Coast, you know, despite all the crazy stuff that's going on in L.A. with those wildfires. Oh, it's insane, man. It's that. prayers for everybody. Oh, my goodness. I mean, it's, like, it's like something out of a movie driving on the highway. Holy cow. Fires. Unbelievable. But anyway, so I think Wentz, Wentz will be fine. Uh, I look for Wentz to be a top eight quarterback for me on the road in this game. And as far as the running backs go. Scott Carson Wentz at the Rams, Russell Wilson at Jacksonville. When we get to that game, I have a sneaky feeling about Seattle. I'm taking Russell Wilson. Okay. Uh, Carson Wentz, Tom Brady at Miami. Careful. You know, Miami tends to play New England tough in Miami. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to take um, – yeah, I'm going to take Carson. I like Wentz this Fair week. This could, be, this could be another one of those, you know, each running back. It's a touchdown game for the Patriots uh, like we had last week. The running back situation in Philadelphia, it's tough. I mean, cause my Ajayi, to me, is the better back, but they, they they keep giving Blunt 10 to 12 carries, and that's going to cut into Ajayi's time. And Corey Clement gets on the field, which really, it's it's making it become a you know a, a three-man backfield, which really hurts. It's, it's, it's one thing to have to split it with one guy, but to have to go with three people, it's really tough to get a feel. One of the so most I, ridiculous things, we'll get into our offseason podcast, Scott, the coach speak really is insane. It makes no sense. They talk about the coach speak all the time, and then they go against it, and you sit there just scratching your head. Just like the new offensive coordinator for the Broncos, Scott, came out when he was hired, said he's going to give Devontae Booker the lion's share of the touches, and C.J. Anderson gets it. The other one I'm talking about is we heard in the offseason how Jay Ajayi in Miami was catching everything in sight, that he was such a great satellite back. Scott, he's not at catching. He's not catching balls. I know he did at Boise State, but they're going with Clement. It's just such a farce. That's why when you hear these things in the offseason, we do our offseason previews, man. We're going to state stuff and say, listen, they said this. I don't believe it. They said this. I do believe it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of it's gamesmanship too, you know what I mean? And listen, uh, I was never a fan of Ajayi. We talked about it preseason, you know, how I just thought, you yeah, know, good was, call. Good call. You know, three games of 200 and everything else was so subpar. I did like the move, though, to Philadelphia. I thought this would be a good fit for him. And I thought they'd shy away from Blunt. They maybe realize what we realize that Blunt really isn't, you know, he can't be in every down back, but they keep giving him 12 carries to give Ajayi 12 carries. It's really tough to get a read. So if, if possible to avoid both, I would avoid him. But if you had to play one, it's definitely Ajayi for me. Corey Clement is sneaky. I mean, you know, he, he he's getting five or six carries, but he's also, he's got a chance to catch five or six balls and game script will really tell how that game goes. I think this game will be tight. So I think he may be, you know, limited in what he's involved with. Alshon Jeffrey is really picked it up, had a big second half. You know, he's made us both kind of look a little bit foolish as we were down on him in the first half, but he's really stuck. Oh, I came around though. I liked him. You did, I, you I did liked come him. around. I, around. You know, I bashed your trade of him. I was all I was all over that. 
Yeah, you did. You did. And the trade uh, was was all right, but uh, Jeffrey put him as a uh, low end wide receiver. One. Alshon Jeff. Alshon Jeffrey. Mike Evans. Uh, it's I'm, I'm gonna take Alshon Jeffrey. Alshon Jeffrey. Michael Crabtree at Kansas City. I think Crabtree goes off. Jeff- I like Crabtree. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey. Des Bryant at the Giants. Oh, Alshon Jeffrey. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> For those Des Bryant truthers, right? We switch over to the Rams side. The Eagles. The Eagles are very good against the pass. It's only only allowed 244. The Rams are only allowed 230. So both teams solid against the pass. Jared Goff is going to flirt at home. He's definitely going to flirt with being a quarterback one. I, I think there'll be points scored in this game. I think the real question mark is, and I think the, I don't know if question mark, but the big test here is going to be Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley, I saw a stat on Twitter. I think he's only scored one touchdown in his last five or six games, but he's been a RB six or higher in every game regardless because he's just catching balls and he's got the yardage. Can he do it against this Eagle defense, this rush defense that's given up 68 yards a game? It's going to be a big test for Andy Gurley over here. Let me read it to you you real quick, man. Eagles defense this year. You ready? Rushing yards allowed. At Washington, 34 yards. At Kansas City, Kareem Hunt, 81 yards. Giants, 49 yards. At Chargers, <laughs> 58 yards. Arizona, 17 yards. At Carolina, Scott, one rushing yard. Washington, 54. San Francisco, 54. Denver, 35. At Dallas, that was that game, 102. Was that Thanksgiving game, I think? I think it was Thanksgiving uh-huh. game. 102. Chicago, negative Six rushing yards and 70 last week at Seattle. I think you're asking a huge, a really important question. Yeah, I mean, it's a big question. And when you when you, you ran down those teams, a lot of those teams are, you know, there's dual uh, running backs in the backfield. You know, Washington at the time had Kelly. They had Thompson. You know, Denver at the time had Charles, Anderson, and so forth. McCaffrey, Stewart. This is the only back here in the Rams. We've talked about that all year long, which is what made, has made him really, really valuable. I think his ability to catch possibly six to seven balls in this game will keep him as a high RB2. All right, I don't think he's going to get enough rushing yards. And if he does, good on him. Then he's, you know, he's the one to break the trend. But you're looking at, to me, I think you're looking at like 40, 45 on the ground, and you're going to have to hope that he can get you six or seven and break one of those off, you know, on a breakdown play. You or, ready? You know, ready? Break, coverage. Go ahead. Todd Gurley, Kenyon Drake against New England. Uh, Kenyon Drake. That's insane. Todd, I'm not saying I disagree with you. I'm just saying but again, it's now insane both, that you said that. Both the only games in town, but, you know, New England's run defense not nearly what the Eagles' run defense is. Todd Gurley, Deion Lewis. I can't take a Patriot running back because we don't know which one it's going to be each week. Todd girl, Todd girl. I just want to hear your response. Todd Gurley, Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just move move on past your birth. No, uh, Todd Gurley's over Marshawn Lynch for sure. Um, but listen, this is that's a tough one. I mean, this is if you're a Gurley owner and you're playing in the first round of the playoffs. This is you know he, he's done everything for you this year. You didn't know what the you know you didn't look at this week one and say wow the Eagle defense is going to be getting up 68 yards a game come week 14. But this is one of those where you know if he can get the job done you. It, it's a big play for you, but this is one of those you got to be a little bit worried about because the Eagle defense is solid, just like Mike broke down everywhere they've played this year. Let's hit the AFC home games. Third quarter. Third quarter AFC. We got more, a lot more AFC games than we do NFC, with the, especially with the uh, Falcons Saints going on with 340 to go in the fourth. Falcons up 20 to 17. Saints getting the ball at their own 20, so we'll keep you updated on that, even though you already know the answer, but we'll keep you updated anyway. Colts going to Buffalo. Could this be Jacoby Brissett versus Nathan Peterman? 
the implications fantasy-wise, I know I like Jack Doyle. I think LaShawn McCoy's a go. You talked to us about this game. I think Taylor's going to play. We will operate under the assumption Taylor's playing because he's practicing. This is a cold team. Their season is over. This game is outdoors in Buffalo. Buffalo's LaShawn McCoy this week, Scott. I don't know if you saw that. He's still talking about playoffs. He's still talking about it. So that means his team is motivated. It's not like he's talking about the team. Is well, I mean, they should it. be. They're only, only a game out. You know, I mean, the rest of the coaching staff doesn't want to make the playoffs and the rest of the organization doesn't. But if I'm LaShawn McCoy and I'm in this league as long as I have been, I want to get in. Remember when the remember when the the Colts rushing defense was really good, then really bad. It's now sneaky again. Last four games, ninety four yards, ninety two yards, eighty yards, sixty nine total yards. It had the back to back games. They gave up one hundred seventy one yards at Tennessee and one hundred seventy seven yards to Fournette and Jacksonville. But outside of that, Scott has been pretty good. Um, actually, yeah, I don't actually. I'm sorry, Fournette didn't play that game. There was actually yet right yelled in Ivory. It was the Yelding game. So I just I'm going with gut. I think the Bills are going to roll here. I think they're home. It's a one o'clock game. Tyrod's going to play. I think you start Charles Clay. You start Tyrod. Uh, if you if you had two QB league, if you had bad options, I would Tyrod as well. Lashawn McCoy, of course. Say Jones. I think I think McCoy has I think McCoy has at least 150 total yeah, yards. Yeah, should I don't be scared off by the the Colts events. It's it's outside. He catches passes and PPR. He's total gold. I would not start T.Y. Hilton outside in the cold. No way. I do think you start Jack Doyle. It's going to be safe checkdowns. I don't think this is going to be a slobber knocker. I think it's going to be a game where there's going to be some points there. They're going to be passing all over the place. Frank Gore, death taxes if you're really stuck as a flex. I don't like him as an RB2, but a flex. But, yeah, I like the Bills a lot in this game, and, and I think they're going to do really well. Could, could you see in a cold-weather game in the outside here with the season over, Marlon Mack getting more touches at they this could, point in this could. game? Uh, you, you saw that, man. I just put that in my uh, RB breakout for Dynasty Trade Calculator. Next year, <laughs> next year the big RB breakout is about Marlon Mack. I mean, here's the thing. Think about this guy. They get rid of Frank Gore, and Frank Gore is not back. Marlon Mack becomes the starting running back on a cold team that will have another draft with hopefully more offensive linemen. They can rebuild a couple more defensive pieces. And, oh, by the way, Andrew Luck's back. I do not like Marlon Mack next year. <laughs> yeah, no, Marlon Mack should be very viable dynasty-wise. As uh, Mark Ingram is now laying on the turf. So uh, bad news for the Saint running backs tonight on Thursday night. We'll see if, how that turns out. I'm glad but I was eliminated down. in that league. I don't really care. <laughs> next game, Chiefs-Raiders, Scott. Raiders-Chiefs, big rivalry here. Are we still waiting for the Kareem Hunt situation? Cooper, we're not sure if he's playing. Crabtree is back. Tyree kills home now, so he won't be good. Talk to us about the Chiefs Raiders. I mean, I know the knee-jerk reaction here would be that the Chiefs are going to get smoked. I, I don't care. I think the Raiders are going to go in there and beat the Chiefs up pretty good. Wait, knee, the knee, oh, wait knee-jerk reaction is that the Raiders are going to get smoked, no? The Chiefs are going to get smoked no, at home? I, I, or let me say, let me maybe the not going off, you know, not the obvious pick would be that the Chiefs would lose this game. Let's put it that way because wow. of how bad they've been playing. I think the Raiders are going to go in there and beat the Chiefs up in this game. I think the, the Raiders want the playoffs more there's just something wrong wow. in kansas city wow. there's something wrong there we're watching it you know listen they scored 31 they're giving up 38 to the jets they can't get things right ever since they lost to the steelers they, they've just been in the tailspin and it's it's just one of those games i think the raiders they get crabtree back maybe cooper comes back you know you, you know we're not a fan of marshall lynch but he's breaking off 140 yard run a game and that could be enough to open things up in the passing game and the Derek Carr game is coming at some point as well it has to come. The Chiefs secondary has been terrible. So I think it's going to be this week. I like the Raiders in this game against the Chiefs. I think Derek Carr is a quarterback one. I'm not playing Marshawn Lynch. You want to play him. He's going to be mid to low RB2. Like I said, he'll break off one and the rest will be two-yard plotters up the middle. Crabtree, I think, has a big game off the suspension. Gets a weak rest. He goes here against a very, very shoddy secondary. Marcus Peters was suspended. So you look at this 
situation here in Kansas City with that secondary every week. I think Crabtree has a big game, tops 100, definitely gets one, maybe two. And if Cooper's out there, I think Cooper will be enough of a decoy to open things up for Carr in the passing game. You, you got you got to guide me through this one, my partner. I got Derek Carr as my QB 17. I just got to know who you have him ahead of, Derek Carr or Jared Goff I feel a home Philly. I like Derek Carr this week. Derek Carr, Andy Dalton, home Chicago. Wrestled with this one a little bit. I like Dalton a little bit, but I am going to stick with Carr. You told me about Wilson, so I won't go there. Derek Carr, Jameis Winston. Derek Carr. Okay, you solved it. All right. Yeah, it's for me. It's 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 one of those. I just think the Carr game is coming. Crabtree's back. The Chiefs are in disarray. The secondary's beat banged up. There's no Marcus Peters because he's suspended. This is just. And if Oakland you know, wants to win this division, I know Kansas City got to win the game too. I just for me, it's just. One of these games where I think Oakland goes in there and I think they win this game. I'm not saying they can win this game by 30 points, but I think they go in there, they put up 24 to 30 points, and they win this game um, against the Chiefs. Kansas City side, Alex Smith will play. Yeah, Alex Smith will put up Alex Smith-type numbers. I don't don't expect what you got against the Jets last week. I don't see that coming into the Raiders' defense. isn't exactly lighting the world on fire, but Tyreek Hill is not the same player at home. Travis Kelsey is the only other game in town. These other wide receivers, you know, we, we, we tried to pick them at the beginning of the year, and, and not one of them has stepped up to Marcus Robinson. Who? Chris Conley, where is he? Albert Wilson, none of them, none of them get involved. And if Kareem Hunt is going to be the Kareem Hunt we've seen for the past 10 weeks, then it's going to be really a, a tough go for the Chief offense. So it's going to be Kelsey, and that's about it. I mean, I'm not telling you you're going to sit Kareem Hunt, but he's borderline. I sat him last week. I fortunately don't have to make the decision this week because I'm on a buy in the league. I own Kareem Hunt in, so we'll see where I go next week. But, you know, if you have an option, like I sat him last week for Jarek McKinnon. So if you have a type like that, I could tell you that you could sit Kareem Hunt and replace him with a McKinnon-like. So that's just a feeling I have in that game. I'm going to lo- I'm gonna lose that dumbass bet with my cousin about Kareem Hunt over under 1,350 yards. I think he's even over. But, man, that is I, I, that is about as big a win in a loss as I could have. Oh, my goodness. I mean, after that's a, a, it's a It's a big win because of every uh, the social media aspects. You, know, you, uh, you may lose the bet, yeah, but I'm you know, the fact that- I got to buy him down to Jersey Shore. I got to buy him a chicken parm sandwich. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, about eight bucks down to show you'll be all right. No, at this point, <laughs> it's a little more. <laughs> Uh, and stay away from any defense. Travis Kelsey is a full go tight end one. Chicago goes to Cincinnati. Dicka uh, sausage. Yeah, you know, I'm a. You know, for me, the Jordan Howard thing is over. He had a shot last week. For me, he doesn't do anything. He think he's probably still the only play here. Are you conceding on the Pick Up Blitz podcast? I mean, I, I don't even know if it really can be considered conceding. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not what he's shouting unless Melvin Gordon breaks a leg and in the next three weeks. John Jordan Howard puts up 100 points. He's had he's had enough chances. Watch him get two hundred this week and two touchdowns just to make me sweat. Watch this. Ah, that's no good because I'm on a buy with him, so I need it next week. But anyway, break down the Bears here. Uh, yeah, I think outside of Howard, very limited options from a fantasy perspective. But you mentioned Dalton. AJ Green went off last week. Talk to me about you know Bernard. Talk to me about these guys. Love Bernard. Love Bernard against the Bears on the road. I think he's in RB one this week. Love him in PPR. I think if you have him, you have to play him. I don't think Mixon's going to start. AJ Green next. Andy Dalton. If you need a quarterback, he's certainly very solid. Trubisky. Now, just a real sneaky one for you here. If you want an under the radar pickup, if Dontrell Inman, and I'm telling you why I'm going back to him, Scott, because Drake Kirkpatrick's hurt. Pac-Man Jones is hurt. I think the Bengals are going to score and Trubisky's going to have to pass. And honestly, if you need someone who's available on the waiver wire, Dontrell Emmons may still be out there. I think he's a very solid wide receiver three, maybe wide receiver two in this game. Outside of that, listen, the Bengals usually stuff the run. I don't know if Burfick's going to play or not. Uh, so that would make a huge difference. If he does, you got to temper expectations with Jordan Howard. 
But this is looks like a slobber knocker game, but there is some fantasy value there. I think there's some stuff. But outside of those players, I don't think there's really much else to do. Dontrell Inman or Zay Jones? Ooh, wow. That's an excellent one, Scott. Good for you, Zay Jones. And Dontrell Inman or Des Bryant? No, Dontrell Inman. Come on. Fair enough. <laughs> Next up, Texans and 49ers. Savage at home. DeAndre Hopkins is the target hog. Here comes Jimmy Garoppolo on the road. Marquise Goodwin. Carlos Hyde wasn't great last week. They're talking about Will Fuller being back. So the Steven Anderson tight end express, the waiver wire train with everybody running to the waiver wire may slow down a little bit. Give us a breakdown here. Lamar Miller may be good, no? Yeah, Lamar Miller DFS, should be good. DFS, I mean, listen, Scott. listen, Lamar Miller should be what Jordan Howard was last week. So we'll see what happens. We'll see how that plays out. Uh, we expected Howard to light up the 49er D. He didn't. Miller has his shot here. I think Ellington will get some action as well. But 49er side, I'm not playing Garoppolo here. Let's easy, temper the expectations. Texans are at home. I know they're 4-8, and but the defense still plays pretty well at home, despite that blowout against Jacksonville way back in week one. So let's temper expectation there. Carlos Hyde's going to have a tough go here. The Texan defense, which you talked about a few weeks ago, very good against the run. Um, if you have other options, I would I would even tell you maybe sit Carlos Hyde because Brieta's been involved more as well lately. Uh, he's been out there a lot more than he had been earlier on in the year. And this Texan defense is very, very good against the run. So you got to watch that as well. Marquise Goodwin, I guess, could be sneaky. I mean, we, we talked about who would benefit more from Garoppolo. We both thought it would be Hyde. I mentioned Goodwin's name there. If he could become more, I step out of that feast or famine role with Garoppolo, and he did last week. Uh, you know, he had what was it? I believe eight for ninety-nine of the score. So it was a good, good out of for Goodwin. So he could be a sneaky low wide receiver two play if you needed to play, or maybe high wide receiver three. Outside of that, the, the 49ers' fantasy impact in this game is going to be minimal. Houston side, Tom Savage, we're not playing. However, Lamar Miller, like I said, he should do what Jordan Howard should have did last week. So Lamar Miller has potential to be. By, uh, RB1, uh, on RB1 this week. I expected week. you to like uh, Tom Savage. You've been a uh, pay-down-on-quarterback DFS guy all year. I expected you to kind of like Savage here. I did. I don't know. I can't. From a DFS standpoint, maybe you can use it. But you know, right now, for the purpose of this, we're talking about, you know, in your in your redraft leagues and your, your fantasy playoffs. I, I don't know if you're going to throw Tom Savage out there. You're going to have better options. From a DFS standpoint, you want to pay down. Could he give you 250 and two touchdowns at home? And, you know, I, I don't even know what his salary is at the top of my head. It's probably high fourth, low five. So if that's the case, he can definitely triple his value. So Savage could be a useful DFS play. I'm just saying from a, from a regular uh, redraft standard point of view, I would avoid Savage because you should have a better option uh, at this point in time. Uh, Lamar Miller going to flirt with that RB1. He should flirt with that RB1. The Niners stink against the run. So he should be able to crack 100, whether it's running and receiving total. But this should be a spot where Lamar Miller can get healthy. And I think his value, I think his price to DFS is very reasonable as well. I think you mentioned it last episode that he might be in the 5,500 area off the top of my head. I could be wrong, maybe a little higher. So he's definitely worth the play. Hopkins is Hopkins. Again, he's going to be 15 targets. And I think he's actually even undervalued in DFS this week, and he's a must-go in every every other aspect. And even if Will Fuller plays, Hopkins is still the go-to guy. I mean, Fuller maybe could flirt with low wide receiver too. Then a tight end situation is, you know, it is what it is. I mean, if Dorowitz plays, and so be it. If Anderson's there, they're going to get four catches. So if you have to play him, you got to hope one of them is a touchdown. Green Bay goes to Cleveland. I know you oh, love I want this, this game. game so That's badly. why Thank I'm you. giving you oh, this I game, my I friend. Green Bay, you, your flavor of the week last week, Brett Hundley. Against your flavor of the past two weeks, Deshaun Kaiser. You've on record saying that the Browns are going to win this game at home. So fantasy implications, and from what I see, Deshaun Kaiser is uh, your starting quarterback in Yahoo. I have very – I'm going out on a limb. 
listen to me and listen to me good, folks. Sit down, shut up, and listen to what I'm going to tell you. Deshaun Kaiser is going to be a QB1 this week. Corey Coleman is going to be at least a wide receiver too. So is Josh Gordon. It's a big day for the Browns. I am guaranteeing that the Browns beat the Packers. Guaranteeing it. Their defense is going to play well. Their fans are going to be fired up. I love the Browns here. Go ahead, everyone. I see that little note, Scott, in Yahoo. Uh, Corey Coleman's been dropped in 16,004. I know, because everybody's knee-jerk reactions. He was great against the Bengals. We loved him. Now he has zero next week, so we think every pass is going to Josh Gordon. Listen, if you think Josh Gordon is half as good as everybody else thinks he is, then Deshaun Kaiser has to be good because he's the one throwing the ball. Love the Browns in this spot. I don't think it's particularly close. I'm glad it's an even week, man, because that means I'm picking first, and I can't wait to take this game right now. Browns are going to win it. As far as the Packers side, you know, I think Hunley on the road is questionable. Jackson came out and said, we are going to ram the run and make Brett Hundley pass the ball. So I don't expect Aaron Jones, who, by the way, is number one in the depth chart now. And if you notice that, Jamal Williams also there. I think they're splitting. I wouldn't trust a lot of Packers. If you had to play it, it would be Adams, then Cobb, then Nelson. But I'm guaranteeing the Browns are winning this DFS play. Not only is Kaiser my starting quarterback in Yahoo, Scott, he's also going to be my starting quarterback in DFS. If the Browns are going to win this game, I thought they'd beat the Bengals. They didn't. I think this is now going to be their best shot to get a win. It's at home. The Packers, you know, the Packers are going to do everything they can to win this game with Aaron Rodgers on deck. So this would be a brutal loss for them to go to six and seven if they did lose this game. But I could see Kaiser producing well here. I mean, I think Gordon will only improve off what he did and so forth. And as you were breaking this game down, Drew Brees just uh, saved the Falcon season, throwing into quadruple coverage to Josh Hill in the end zone and throwing an interception and the Falcons would have Scott, been left. I'm in a battle, man. He has in my fan, in my dynasty league, he has breeze and Ted Ginn who's done nothing. Okay. And I have Coleman and Freeman and I know up on him on two points. And I love it because his only other quarterback is Josh McCown with a hurt Robbie Anderson at Denver. I got Taylor and Gabbert. Let's go, baby. Woo. Well, he only got a minute left. So in the Saints, uh, Defonte Freeman just fumbled the football with a minute to go, but it was recovered by a Falcon oh, lineman. I wow. wish he fumbled that we get overtime. It'd be great. I'll take wow. the fumble. What a break there for the Falcons. But anyway, a minute eight to go. Saints don't have any timeouts. They only two timeouts left. So anyway, Kaiser, yes, yeah, sneaky play. Could be a DFS play. But I bet you his ownership in DFS will be higher than you expect. So just oh, watch out for that so? one. You think so? No. I, man, I've seen him ranked, man. They got him in the 20s in this game. They think he's horrific. No. Yeah, well, you know, that's the experts. I mean, you know, if listen, I will give you credit. When you, when you batch up your rankings versus the other rankings, you can, your <laughs> rankings versus the consensus <laughs> rankings – are never the same, but you know what? Whether I agree with them or not, it's what people want to see. They don't want to see, like you said, Tom you Brady one, I know. Russell Wilson two. Scott, so really quick, really quick. Nobody man. wants to see it. Top, here are my quarterbacks. Rivers one, Alex Smith two, Roethlisberger three over Brady. I think that takes guts. Brady's four. I had Ryan fifth, not good. Carson went six, Winston seventh, Russell Wilson eighth, Dalton ninth. I had Breeze tenth. That should be around where he finishes. And I should have Deshaun Kaiser as my number eleven QB this week. Yeah, I mean it's not it's not a reach. I mean this is this is the spot. I mean this is where you need it to happen. So this is where it would happen. So good on you if Kaiser does, and you, you need him DFS, and you're going to need him in uh, your Yahoo league as well. Let's go. Let's go. Good luck with Mr. Kaiser. Thank you, my partner. Uh, go to the afternoon games. Chargers at home against the Redskins. Could be sneaky high scoring, no? Samaje P. Ryan Scott? What do we got going on here? Should be extremely <laughs> high scoring. The Rivers pick at number one is a very smart pick, Thank but you. I think he's going he's going to be a huge uh, ownership percentage in DFS. So if he bombs, it'll hurt a lot of people. So it's almost one of those take another take a shot elsewhere and you know hope for the best that you know he doesn't produce as well. But Rivers is in a good spot here against a Washington defense that at this point, the Redskins are a disappointment. 
They had only given up 240 passing yards a game, which you know is not uh, any uh, stretch of the imagination a high number. But at this point, at five and seven, after a tough loss uh, to the Cowboys and, and and tough losses all around. I think the Redskins are pretty much just going to play out the string here. So the Chargers, they, the division's in sight. Rivers should have a big game here. I think Kirk Cousins will be good as well. So when you look at the quarterbacks, you can look at Cousins to play well. Um, he is playing for that contract, so he, you know he's going to give you everything he's got each week regardless. So I look for both both quarterbacks to flirt with 300 yards, both of them to flirt with two to three touchdowns in a very high-scoring game. P. Ryan, you've been, you've been pretty good so far, P. Ryan. He had a tough game last week, but he is still the only game there. Chargers aren't exactly lighting the world on fire. They give it up 130 yards on the ground a game. So Scott P. Ryan Gurley. Yeah, it's 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 tough. I'm still going to take Todd Gurley. I'm going to trust. I'm going to trust the better overall back, and I'm going to take tight. It's going to be very close. P. Ryan Kenyon Drake. Uh, how about in the same game? P. Ryan uh, Kenyon Drake. Uh, how about P. Ryan or Gordon? Same game. I got Gordon three. I think he runs all over Washington here. I got, I got. Oh, he's got to do it. He's got to do it sometime. Uh, we're running all over for him again. Scott means three point eight yards carry. But when I, I look think, at his two hundred seven carries for seven hundred seventy five yards, volume there. I got Gordon as my uh, running back three. I have P Ryan as my running back six. Let's go. That's running back. Well, you know, three and six. So top six, both of them. So they both have big games. Let me ask you: Does Keenan Allen break hundred yards again? Oh yeah. You can't, you can't, you can't go away from him. He lines up in the slot. So then Keenan Allen there. Jamison Crowder is a play on the Washington side. I like Josh Dotson this week. I think this could be the feast week. I think this could be a four, five, six catch game. Maybe flirt with ninety yards and get a touchdown. On Hayward, really? I do, I, I do. I just like, I like, I like the size and the speed. And I think it's just one of those zig when you zag deals, like you like to do here. So he could be a sneaky play, very low ownership and a very low price. So keep that in mind when you're doing DFS. Broke down the running backs. Uh, surprise Jordan Reed's not playing again <laughs> so Vernon Davis will be out there and I think Vernon Davis could do some damage against the Chargers he'll have maybe five six catches definitely flirt with tight end one status uh, Hunter Henry if healthy though Hunter Henry is becoming a top five type six tight end I know he's a little banged up but if he goes out there you know he's definitely caught fire just as Keenan Allen has so is Hunter Henry so he's a play to watch if you have him as long as he's healthy throw him out there with confidence so this has got a lot of a lot of fantasy implications. A lot of big guys that are heating up, Rivers, Allen, and so forth. So uh, look for a lot of action in this uh, 405 game, uh, Redskins Chargers on Sunday. Jets go to Denver, face the Broncos. Uh, this one is uh, <laughs> the Jets. You know, Jets probably should should be favored in this game and probably sh- probably should win this game. Josh McCown on the road, he's been hot. Does he cool down against the Denver defense, or can McCown stay hot and keep the Jets uh, putting up points? This is where you got to zig when everybody zags. I think Denver responds here. They have a lot of pride. I'm not sure if we're buying the Jets on the road. This is my Case Keenum argument. Okay, let's just take it easy. It's still the Jets. Uh, Todd Bowles done a great job. Jets have, have overachieved the entire year. I think they come back to earth here on the road in Denver in the in the the mile high air in mile high air. Remember they stuffed the the. The Cowboys back in week two with Ezekiel Elliott. I certainly think they can dial something up for the Jets. I can see some turnovers here. I can see some struggling. I'm not saying I love the receivers. I mean, if you made me pick one, I'll take I'll take Sanders because he gets open in a bunch of different ways over Thomas. I know Thomas's numbers have been better. C.J. Anderson, Jets have a decent run defense, but it looks like the volume will be there. But it could be the Booker game just early. I just think this is such a yucky stay-away game. I would not start Forte or Powell or McGuire. I'd go somewhere else. Josh McCown on the road, only in two QB leagues. Robbie Anderson, he's injured. He's also going against Akeem Tlaib, who's back. I, Scott, this is such a stay away. I'm with you on Austin Safarian Jenkins. He's got to score, though, because he hasn't been getting the volume with the catches and the yards. 
But I'm with you. I think Austin Severe Jenkins is a decent play, but not many guys. I just don't see the fantasy attraction to this game, and I do think Denver's going to win. Yeah, it, it's a tough one here, especially when, you know, with, with who's getting who's throwing the ball to Sanders and Thomas and so forth. How about, you know, next week I think we'll be happy we're recording on Thursday night. How about next week's Thursday night game? Colts, Broncos. Oh, That'll be a thriller. Goodness, thank goodness. Oh, my Lord. God. That, that podcast. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, next one, you had a big feeling about this one, brother, so give it to me. Seahawks traveling to the Jaguars, coming West Coast, East Coast, Jaguars. Tom Coughlin, game starts five minutes early, probably start at 420 instead of 425. But you like Russell Wilson. Go ahead. Yeah, I think I think the Seahawks class and their history is going to rise in this game. I think I think the Jaguars are going to get a little slap in the face and maybe a, you know, a wake-up call as to what they're going to see when it comes to postseason play. I, I think the Seahawks will be up for this game, and I think the Seahawks are going to win this game. And I think Russell Wilson's going to make things happen against the Jacksonville defense. Again, it's just one of those feelings I have. But this is, this is a big win for Seattle beating Philadelphia. Gets them to 8-4. and four, Gets them very much in the NFL in the NFC mix. Now they go play Jacksonville's 8-4, who's also in the AFC mix. But I think this is a home game for Jacksonville. I just I feel the class of the Seahawks is going to rise to the top in this game. I like Russell Wilson to get you about 250, 260, a couple touchdowns, and then do what he does with his legs because, again, he will be chased all around the pocket because the offensive line is terrible. The running back situations, it's a stay away from me. I don't care. Mike Davis puts up 110 yards. Don't play Mike Davis because the risk is not worth the reward. Wide receivers, I think Baldwin will be the guy that will have a lot of trouble getting free because he will be you know, followed by the uh, secondary Jalen Ramsey and so forth of the Jaguars. But I like Paul Richardson to get open, Jimmy Graham in the red zone, even Tyler Lockett could sneak one. I think Richardson could be a very sneaky high wide receiver to play this week. Uh, Baldwin will flirt with being a wide receiver too just because he'll be, shut, you know, be battling Ramsey most of the game. But for me, I just like I, – I get this feeling that the Seahawks are going to go in there and kind of just, kind of just show the Jaguars what you know it may take to you know advance and and be successful in the playoffs. Jacksonville side Blake Bortles is a no go for me. Fournette, you got to play because Fournette, when he's out there, still just gets the job done. He's the bell cow, the workhorse, gets a lot of a lot of touches. Yeldon was very limited last week with his touches, so for me, Fournette's a go. I liked what I saw to D.D. Westbrook last week. So you've been on him ever since he became active and gotten uh, playing uh, playing on the field. So for me, Westbrook can be a sneaky wide receiver too. And Marquis Lee was dropped in a couple of leagues that we're in, which I found to be uh, kind of comical only because, you know, the Seahawks defense, the secondary is not exactly lighting the world on fire. So I think Marquis Lee could be okay. D.D. Westbrook or Stefan Diggs at Carolina? I like D.D. Westbrook. D.D. Westbrook, D.D. Westbrook, T.Y. Hilton at Buffalo. Uh, that's a no-brainer, D.D. Westbrook. D.D. Westbrook, Jameson Crowder at the Chargers. Jameson Crowder. Okay. So, but I think Westbrook will be sneaky. I think Lee can be sneaky here. I'm not Mercedes Lewis, no. But for me overall, I just think the Seahawks are going to go in there. I think they're going to, I'm not saying they're going to blow the Jaguars out, but I do think they'll win this game. And I think the offense will click and kind of just give the Jaguars a little bit of uh, a preview of what they can expect when they hit the playoffs. The Sunday Nighter, AFC North rivalry, reborn again. Steelers coming off that uh, street fight with the Bengals last week. Uh, update on Ryan Shazier had surgery today, spinal stabilization surgery in Pittsburgh. So hopefully uh, things will go the right way for him. Uh, James Harris is out on Twitter and Instagram posting pictures and videos of his uh, rock hard 265 pound body, as he says, and yet they got him scratched. So maybe he gets in in the game with Shazier out, but Steelers Ravens, it's in Pittsburgh. Uh, Ravens fight for that wild card spot. So Steelers win here will basically lock up the AFC North. So from a fantasy perspective, Break it down, my friend. Tough one. No Jeremy Macklin. I think this could be for the Ravens a Woodhead game. 
I think the the Steelers are going to show out here. It's going to be a slobber knocker, which means they probably can't run the ball very well. So those short dump-off passes like Le'Veon Bell will do to the Ravens, I think Woodhead can do back to them. I would be fine if you wanted to start Mike Wallace. He's been hot. He's the only game in town. Ben Watson is reasonable as well with Shazier out of there. On the other side, I think Ben at home, he's not been fantastic, but certainly in a very tough year for quarterback, I think he's going to do quite well. I would expect Scott against a no Jimmy Smith secondary, 275 yards, at least two touchdowns and one interception and probably more. Uh, Antonio Brown has a foot injury, but nothing stops him, so it doesn't matter. No Juju Smith-Schuster. He had a foot injury last week. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't stop him. No Juju Smith-Schuster. If you want to play Brian, I'm okay with that here as well. Yes, I did say it. This is a tricky game. I don't know what's going to happen, but I think there's fantasy points involved. I would like the receivers better than the backs here. Bell is safe because of his receptions. I think Woodhead is finally involved here a lot, and I expect this to be a close game. I would lean Steelers, but I do think that that secondary against Baltimore is really bad. So I I think that even though the Steelers' secondary isn't great, there's no Jeremy Macklin. I don't know if Flacco can take advantage, and being at home, I think Roethlisberger will. Yeah, Ravens always play well in Pittsburgh, so regardless of what the records are, this game will be tight, usually is, uh, but you know, I would lean Steelers as well. Uh, the line, I think, is a little high. I think five is a little bit high for for this game, but so forth, that's what it is. Let's wrap it up. Oh, wait, no. And let's wrap it up here. Dolphins at home against the Patriots. No Gronk. He won't be there. Brady comes in. Dolphins always give him trouble there. What do you got here for Miami? Jay Cutler, huh? Yeah, now Dolphins give him trouble, but I don't think Jake Cutler's going to give him trouble. For me, on the Miami side, Kenyon Drake's a safe play because of workload and volume alone. Not playing Jake Cutler at home against Patriot defense. You know, you can consider playing Jarvis Landry, Devontae Parker. I don't even know if he's alive anymore, so he's a tough one for you to play. Kenny Stills, very, very uh, impressive year out of Kenny Stills, 730 yards, six touchdowns. He's kind of stepped away from that feast of family. He's been involved a lot more than we've expected. I think you put Stills as a low wide receiver two. Landry will flirt with a high wide receiver two, low one. But I think Drake by far is the safest play on the Dolphins side. And I mentioned it earlier. I think it might be just like it was last week. It might be the running back game. And I can't tell you which running back it's going to be. To be quite honest with you, if I had to pick one, I would lean Deion Lewis. I mean, I think I think Rex Burkhead cools off a little bit. I don't think we can expect Burkhead to get 15 carries and two touchdowns again. So I would I would lean Lewis. I think James White could get should get involved more. Um, if Chris Hogan comes comes back, that could help fill the void a little bit for Gronk. Um, listen, Brandon Cooks. I know you're not a Brandon Cooks guy, and you know he's really he has been proven to be a little more feast of famine than I had hoped he would be. But the feast game is going to come at some point. Maybe it's this week. But I think the running backs are really going to have a key key role in, in New England winning this game against the Dolphins, and that could hurt uh, fantasy owners of Tom Brady. I'm not saying sit Tom Brady. But just be wary that I it could be very similar to what it was last week against the Bills. All right, Scott, here we go. DFS and the picks. Can I put you away this week? Fourth quarter. <laughs> Scott, here we go. I have a slim lead on you. I believe it's a three-game lead in the picks, so I'm going to try to keep that going. You got play, fantasy playoffs at the yin-yang here, so maybe you'll be a little distracted and I can sneak in another winning week. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. We're going to start with the picks. Here we go. First one, let's just get it out of the way. The Cleveland Browns are going to win the game outright, Scott. They're getting three points. That's hilarious. Lock it up. Cleveland, Kaiser, Jackson. It's very hard, man, to go winless in a season, isn't it? What do the Packers have to play for here? Brett Hundley had his one miracle game at Pittsburgh. He was terrible last week at home against Tampa Bay. Why is he going to be good at Cleveland? I like the Browns. Give me Browns. Plus three. 
Yeah, I'll get one, I'll get the one out the way that I also that I like. I'll take Seattle plus two and a half on the road against Jacksonville. It's a big win for them at home against the Eagles, and it, it's almost a bit of a statement game. And I think Jacksonville is going to get a real test here against a team that's been in the playoffs a lot, represented the NFC a lot these past four or five years. And listen, if Jacksonville could win this game, and if they beat up the Seahawks, and good on Jacksonville, and that gets them prepared and ready to go for the postseason run. But for me, I like the Seahawks plus the two and a half in Jacksonville. We totally disagree on this game. Amari Cooper's going to be probably injured. The Chiefs are home, which is a very tough place to play. And I know they haven't played well, but their offense did click last week. If their offense clicks at the Jets and Alex Smith throws for four touchdowns, is the Raider defense going to stop him at home? You'll take Jack Del Rio. I'll take Andy Reid. I think he does a good job. He's getting things right. Listen, I don't think they're uber talented. I just think the Raiders stink. Derek Carr is not impressive. He's 220 yards per game when he's healthy. Now he's banged up. He doesn't have his, all his weapons. They're on the road. I like Kansas City. Kansas City minus four, no problem. Good. So I'll get that out of the way now, too. I'll take Oakland plus four. Atta we'll go, head to head. We'll go head to head. Eventually, like I'm gonna have, good. eventually, I'm going to win one of these head-to-heads. For me, listen, I know Kansas City scored 31 points. They still lost. They're now 6-6. Six and six. To me, that could be almost as beneficial, but also almost as demoralizing as it could be beneficial to go into New York, put up 31 points, still lose the game, lose Marcus Peters because he threw a flag to the, into the stands, and just have your team <laughs> falling apart at the seams. We already know how we feel about Kareem Hunt. I know the Raider defense stinks. I just think Derek Carr is a better quarterback than Josh McCown. Michael Crabtree will be back and healthy and good to go. Jared Cook can make a couple plays down the middle of the field, and they will have to respect Lynch, even though I don't like it. They'll have to respect the running game. I just think the Chiefs are going the wrong way. I think the Raiders have a better chance to move forward, even though I still think the Chargers win the division. So I will go ahead to have you. I'll take the Raiders plus four. What is the reason the Lions are favored? I don't understand why Detroit's favored. I would have given three or four points here. Tampa Bay at home. Winston is back. Detroit gets killed at Baltimore. They have no running game. Abdul is borderline practicing. The defense for the Lions has not stopped the run recently. I don't get it. Uh, I'll, I would have given three or four points. And by the way, I would have been right with that three and a half bet we had last week. <laughs> so I'll take Tampa Bay. I got getting one that's irrelevant because it's not going to be a tie. So basically, I think Tampa Bay is going to beat him heads up. Yeah, another game that I hinted that I liked a little bit. I like Arizona at home plus three. I think Tennessee, they're, I won't say they're powers. I say they're a little bit soft, Tennessee. And Mariota hasn't done enough to prove to me that he can go into a tough place to play here against Arizona. I know Peterson might be out, so Matthews could have a big game. But I think the Cardinals, they get up in these games at home. And then that's, you know, they're not playing for much, but they always get up for these games. And for them to be a three-point underdog at home, I'll take Arizona plus three. I just, I, I'm not buying Tennessee right now. It's just, they have not done enough at this point to show me they're legitimate. Most confident I am on my last picks because I kind of picked the one that I like and I, I think you'll stay away from it. I save it. There is no way the Colts are winning in Buffalo. They have nothing to play for. It's Jacoby Brissett. It's freezing cold. Bills fans always show out. Tyrod's going to play. Sean McDermott, they have a shot at the playoffs. Let's go. Zay Jones, LaShawn McCoy, minus four? I only have to give four? This is like a 50-10 to 10 game. Buffalo, minus four in the freezing cold. I went against them last week. I'm going to take them this week. This time they're getting the points. The Eagles plus two at the Rams. I think the Eagles will bounce back. I like back. that pick. I, I thought I, about I, that. I like, I, I, I like what the Rams are doing. Don't get me wrong. And the Rams are making the playoffs. But, you know, they go from a six-point favorite in Seattle, now a two-point underdog in L.A. against the Rams. I think the Eagles will bounce back. It was just one of those games. Similar to how he felt about the Jaguars now playing Seattle. Good it was just pick. one of those games. I'm taking uh, the Eagles plus the two at home. 
in a very entertaining game uh, on the road. I'm sorry, and in a very entertaining game. But I do like the Eagles to win this game outright. And we'll do a little DFS coming up in DraftKings. I think I told you my lineup last time. I'll give it to you one more time, folks. Deshaun Kaiser, Melvin Gordon, Lamar Miller, Corey Coleman, Fitzy, Shepard, if he plays, I think he's going to play. Jack Doyle and staying with my pick, I got LaShawn McCoy at home at my flex. He's 7,200. And I got that Rams defense because they're super cheap, 2,500. Yeah, I'll give you my DFS lineup. This will be the one that's out on the site. Um, we, there's a bunch of quarterbacks I got to choose from, and there's a bunch that I like. But from the price point at home, I took Andy Dalton at 5,400. I think the price point mm-hmm. is right there. LaShawn McCoy, I think, is going to have a monster game, 7,200. He's a steal. And I also think Alfred Morris at 5,500 is a great play, so he'll be in there as well. Josh Gordon at 5,500 is still very underpriced for what he's going to do. The Green Bay defense stinks. I'm kind of in agreement with you that the Browns might win this game, but I want to say fully yet. But Josh Gordon for 5,500, but he will be very high owned. So think of him almost as, I don't want to say a free square, but that's what it's going to be like if he produces. I like Larry Fitzgerald at 6,500, Gabbert. Keys in on him. I told you I think Tennessee's soft, so I think for 6,500, Fitzgerald will continue to do what he does. DeAndre Hopkins, I'm paying for the 8,500 all day long with the targets at home and and just the sheer volume alone. Tight ends, I'm actually going two of them. I'm tight end. Jack Doyle is going there. And my flex, I'm putting Safarian Jenkins at 3,600 as my flex play because I think volume there will be significant, especially with Robbie Anderson potentially out of this game and Denver stinks. And my defense for 2,800, I'm taking the Cardinals because I don't think the Titans are good. Very nice, partner. Listen, if you like what you hear, folks, iTunes, five-star rating, pick and P-I-C-K-I-N apostrophe up the Blitz Fantasy Football Podcast. Please tweet us at P-U-T Blitz. We're always on there, always writing back to you. You can email the show, putblitz at gmail.com. File Scott at SCOT557. We're also on Facebook and myself at Randall Rant. Go to randallrant.com. We will have, I uh, got my rankings up there for Fantasy Pros. We'll have Scott's picks, my picks, Scott's DFS lineup, all the fun stuff. Check it out as we hit the playoffs. This is a fun time, partner. Yeah, it is. Week 14. And by the time we talk to you next week, week 15, the playoffs will be in full effect for most things. I mean, your league doesn't start till next week. It's only a two-week playoff, so... By next week, everybody will be involved. People will be have been eliminated already, focusing their their time on DFS because that's all they got left. So that's a good thing. We got DraftKings and FanDuel for that stuff. But yeah, we're you know we're in the home stretch and we are in week fourteen. And before you know it, we will be talking, previewing DFS for the you know divisional weekend and the playoffs and the wild card weekend. So a lot to look forward to. Scott, I will be unbearable if I get a dynasty win with Blaine Gabbert and Tyrod Taylor. Oh, I'll be awful. <laughs> I, I think you'd be more unbearable if somehow you win this Yahoo game and get Swagalicious. Uh, that's not bad. We'll see you. Pick it up.